All right. There will be bourbon tonight. Heather Schouse joining me, who has a much more professional podcast from what I've seen. Um, she even has a website, which I don't have. Uh, what's the website? Schouseinthehouse.com. 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 And the podcast is what? Schouse in the house. Oh, okay. Same thing. There you go. Schouse in the house. Yeah. And then you can find her on Twitter at Schouse34. So S-H-O-U-S-C 34. She's getting close to that 5K mark. So she can start getting paid for those spaces. Is that how that whole thing was working? (laughs) Well, um, I was not approved because my content is not appropriate. So. Oh, Liberty is not appropriate? No, not for (laughs) Twitter. Why don't you just find the loophole and just tell them like, look, yeah, I talk, you know, cisgender studies stuff, right? Well, and, and then that's you just do the thing. Like, I mean, people have some crazy shit that they talk about in there. Like they talk about stuff that I don't even like oh. know that I'm comfortable with, but I try, you know, like everybody gets to say what they got to say. I'm sorry. I mean, talk about what you're drinking. That's more. Yeah, important. no, no, we'll get the, No, but it's funny what you were talking about. Cause, uh, I don't know what the hell he calls him. Pickle, whatever he calls himself. I mean, I know the dude's real name, but let's go with Pickle. Pickle is my like did him and uh, yeah, but didn't Pickle and it was probably somebody else too. I think Pickle, but they started just a spoof of a space called Blackjack and Hookers a few weeks ago. Might have been last month. And that uh, God, what's that dude's name? Steve. No, 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 no. The 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 shooting grifter, that little kid, Daniel Hogg showed up oh yeah he showed up in the black jacket hooker space they're like wait a minute and they, they i think they kicked him out Are but i thought that's enough funny. to be in here that's right yeah like 18 that's so random plus. like like <laughs> what were you scrolling through to where you're like oh let me jump in that space and he had no idea what he was getting into but anyway all right so before we get into the whole uh conversation so of course as always i am fueled by the wonderful native american spirit and that is native to America because, you know, Americans invented it. I'm not saying Native Americans. All right. right. So don't spare me the hate emails. <laughs> I will read them. Um, <laughs> so tonight we're going to start with a little I haven't had this yet. little Basil Hayden toast. Right. So Basil Hayden, obviously made by the. I guess what I don't know. I'm not a big Jim Beam fan, but it is made by Jim Beam. Right. They do make a lot of good stuff. Knob Creek. I think everything that Jim Beam makes that isn't Jim Beam is really good. Right. Old Granddad, Knob Creek, all those. You know that I work in Louisville, Kentucky, right? So like you can totally like come bring your fiance. You guys can come crash and do the bourbon tour. Have you done that yet? I've done it a few times. Not with her. We went last year in December to Buffalo Trace. She got us into that because it was closed with all this COVID right stuff. But yeah, no, definitely. Uh, we're taking that up. Babe, you heard that? I don't think she heard it. But yeah, so all right. Louisville. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, you'll get to Louisville see Rocky too. So, He's here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because I, you know, hopefully I won't have to do it again. But when I go into Knox, Fort Knox, we always go oh, through God. Louisville. Yeah. So, well, that's right. where all of our, my primary military crap is that if i got to do education stuff so yeah the basil hayden toast right the 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 new trend is to you know take a a bourbon out that's finished and then refinish it or i guess finish it a second time in a toasted barrel which is supposed to bring all sorts of new vanillins and flavor to it right so that's what this is uh been sipping on it a little bit tonight i know curtis wanted me to mention how much i've actually had throughout the show I don't really know how to track that, but I'm going to guess we're on like ounce four. Okay. So, <laughs> and then, so that's primarily what's going to be tonight. I'm supposed to try and save some of that for the holiday next week, but I don't know. We'll see. And then 
this was just on the shelf. I don't know if I've drank this or not on this podcast before, but our good buddy, he brought this over a while back and I just haven't finished it yet. So it's just from the Sonoma Distilling Company, which is local to Napa area. And it's just bourbon finished with cherry wood smoke. So a little finishing thing to that. So nothing pure, just lots of gimmicks tonight on the podcast. So there you go. Are you imbibing? Confession. So I it's late. I I do. I haven't started yet, but okay. So here's the problem. Bourbon just really like fucks my stomach. Am I allowed to say fuck? Can I say that? You can say whatever the fuck you want. All right. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bourbon really messes my stomach up really bad. So I did, I got as close as I could. So I got um, vanilla barrel cream. What is that about? It is an ale that is actually um, cured in a bourbon barrel, a vanilla bourbon barrel big fan of that. So I, I figured, you know, as long as I'm playing at least a little bit along the rules, then I, yeah, I could. So, although, I mean, it sounds like you've kind of given up on bourbon, which is what quitters do. I kind of have, I know you're, you're <laughs> going to hate me. I, I did on tequila too. So Javi, well, there's not wrong with that. Yeah. Like, well, that's a good thing. Tequila is the worst really thing that's ever been. Time it's all hard. I, it's like, you know, I, I got, I became an adult and had kids and whiskey just really fucks me up now. So see, I couldn't drink it before the kid. Now with the kid, <laughs> no, it's fine. Um, all right. So, yeah. So now we've introduced the, the wonderful Heather, where to follow her, where to listen to her. Um, and if you have made it this far, you can please hit that like and subscribe button on the YouTube channel, go and follow the, whatever podcast site you like pot, uh, Spotify, Apple, all of it. It's all there. If you're on Twitter, you can find me at Eric, TWBB for there will be bourbon. It's very creative. All right. So that's us. Uh, and again, uh, if, if you are new to this, I did want to thank the, the young man who won the, the random contest that I picked. Right. So, oh, yeah, yeah. I sent, I sent his, uh, trophy you out. Your, you, 2000, right? It was 2000. 2000 yeah. yeah. So, you know, once upon a time, I, I, cause that's, what's cool about this guy. So his name is Matt Summerlot. And he joined in 2009. So he's an OG guy, kind of, right? I joined originally in tw- 2009. Um, I nuked the first account I had a few years ago before coming back. And uh, I had you like... nuked it or it got nuked? No, I knew. I, I, I gave it up because I was, I was kind of over what... But Twitter was really fun when it first started, right? And it kind of trended into this real weird realm of toxicity, especially like I think 2017 is when I got rid of it. Uh, back then was really bad, like because it was just post mm-hmm. the election and everything. Was, I'm just like, this is a waste of my my time and space. And so when I brought it back, I wanted to do something different. And you know, I've I've managed to successfully do that. I think to this point, avoid the toxicity, right? Um, so anyway, Matt Summerlot, if you're out there, buddy, that trophy is yours, and it's headed your way. And if you want to follow Matt, he doesn't seem to be very active, but he's pretty funny when you do find him. Um, seems like a really nice guy too. His, his, his profile says that he was sent to the office in first grade. And we talked about this in the DMS. I was sent to the office in first grade a lot. We both were paddled with those paddles that had the airflow holes in them, right? Corporal punishment. Like fiance couldn't understand that. Like this is not something. I got one of those in sixth grade. Yeah. So I got my ass beat in sixth grade. So the fact that you got it still done in sixth grade, a, what were you doing? And B, if someone would have paddled me in sixth grade, I was probably at that age where I would have fought back, right? First grade is what we're talking about. Okay. Right. And we used to have to have that yeah. little punishment, corporal punishment permission slip that we had to bring home. 
So I thought that was still a thing. Like, so when my daughter went to first grade, I remember, you know, going to her teachers and being like, um, yeah, like, what's up? Where's the, I don't know if you sent it home with her and she just didn't give it to me, but do you have a permission slip? And they're like, oh, Mr. Bandazeski, we don't do that anymore. I'm like, well, in that case, I'm not going to apologize for any poor behavior. Well, I'm going to homeschool now because I want my kids ass beat. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Real quick for those at home, there's Frank. He decided to show up. Oh, all right, buddy. You can have a seat. He's very, uh, yeah, as he lays down. He's a daddy's boy. He's, good. he's a good little boy. A good little ferret. Or he's not a ferret. He's a cat. I don't know what I'm talking about at this point. Anyway, all right. So there we are. Are you sure you've only had four ounces? Pretty sure it's four ounces. Yeah. <laughs> four and a half, maybe. You know, whatever. The cat threw me off my game. Yeah, so big fan of corporal punishment. I, I wish more schools would do it because I certainly experienced a lot of it. And my parents were more than willing to let somebody else other than them beat the hell out of me with a stick, essentially. Right. It's great. So yeah, first grade, I remember. Um, I used to get in trouble for always being done my work in class first. And I had no right. ability to just kind of sit there and be like, all right, I guess I w-. no, I would go around the class and start messing with the other kids. Like, yo, yo why aren't you done? Yeah. Are you dumb? Like helping them? Like, hey, do you need no, I wouldn't help? help? Like, let me do your work for you so you can. No, I made with fun me. of them. I was a dick. I was a bit oh, of a dick. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, I never really offered to help. Not in first grade. Um, but yeah. All right. So, kind of went over this a little bit before we started recording, but um, you have some some stuff on the website, and it's some stuff that I know that came up in the in the news cycle <laughs> over the past month, and you were in you know supporting of it and. Again, it's not something that I'm allowed to say, right? There's a lot of things that you can right. say, and then there's a lot of things that the left has decided that certain people are not allowed to participate in, despite saying discussions about these things need to be had. Um, right. Yep. Feminism, right? I'm not allowed to have an opinion on that anymore at the moment, right? So, mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can because you're a female. Yeah. Right. By yep. all accounts, you are a woman and you yep. write. I, you- my boss told me today that I'm, very misogynistic for a female. So I was really, <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. So your boss said, is your, is your boss male, female? Yes. He's a male. Oh, okay. And he says you're misogynistic. Yep. And did you just look at him and be like, and yeah. <laughs> is there, is this, this going to be a problem for you? Is this going to be a problem for you? Okay. What else do you need me to say? All right. So as I bring up the article that I wanted to talk about, so on your website, you wrote something called toxic feminism. Oh, yes, I did. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I read that. Uh, I, re- I, re- I revisited it today while I was in the gym. All right. So this quote paragraph, modern feminism is toxic and is ruining the world. Screaming from the top of your lungs about gender wage gaps, oppression, and bringing down the patriarchy while simultaneously wondering why you're lonely and no one wants to be with you or the guys you are with end up distancing themselves from you and eventually leaving you for, quote, no reason means you need to find a mirror and do some self-reflection. <laughs> so you, you just described like, the shade right there. Yeah, you, you, you described all of Twitter feminism right there in, in one paragraph. <laughs> Why did you write that though? So what, yeah. what, what did you, what inspired you to kind of throw that out into the, the world? Oh, God, I'll be honest. So I worked on it for a long time because I was super angry about it. I've just, I've watched women move into 
this weird realm where they're allowed to, but no one else is. And there's a name for everyone else's behavior, but not our own. And, you know, that hypocrisy, right? Like, okay, guess what? It's bad on both parts. It's bad on both accounts. Like nobody should be toxic to another human period. Right. But the idea that you're toxic because you're a man, I'm just standing up for myself because I'm a woman. That's like, you're literally creating gender differences and lack of equality by saying that you're different and need to be treated differently. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand. You're creating a form of conflict that isn't there either. I think. Correct. Yeah. And then, so obviously you go more into that. You define, I think like 10 different behaviors. Um, And so, so this is something I I am curious about because I think it was like the last thing you talked about was like, Oh, you're, you're toxic as a man because you're acting masculine. What is that? What does that that even mean? (laughs) What does that mean? Like, what are you supposed to do? Act like a pussy? Like, are you supposed (laughs) to act like you have a vagina? Are you supposed to be a woman? This feminization of our men in general drives me insane. Like, it pisses me off. Do I want you to walk around like a Neanderthal, like on your fucking knuckles and like dragging women by their hair? No. Okay. Let's be real about that. But but there's nothing wrong with acting like a man. Like that's what yeah. you are. You should be masculine. You should do masculine things. That's what men do. You guys are full of fucking testosterone, or at least you used to be. I still am. My, I, my levels are off the chart, apparently, according to my, my doctor, but that's not allowed. I'm supposed to get those brought down at some point. I was told you that my take some estrogen shots. No, absolutely not. <laughs> I, I was told I have the, uh, the drink soy milk. Is yeah, that what they I, say, right? Yeah. There's a, there's a cat. They've got the, it's calling me. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. I was told my, my testosterone levels and my overall, I'm like a 25 year old. Okay. So that's cool. Um, I don't see why that's a problem. It shouldn't be. Right. So, all right. Where do you see, because a lot of the stuff you talk about in there is you, you say by design, et cetera. So this is where I think you get pushed back or would get pushed back. So when you say this is what, quote, they want or who at the end of the day, who are we highlighting or who would want something like who that? Who is they? Yeah. That's a great question, Eric, that I don't have the answer to, unfortunately. Like a lot of the things that I ask are are that question. Who the fuck is doing this? Who is running mm. the country? Who is setting new societal norms that have never existed? Who right. is who is the person behind the curtain orchestrating all of this? Um, you know, you, you think about it and, and it, it happens in every segment, right? So it happens in feminism it happens in race it happens in gun culture it happens like there is there are people who are moving that dial in whatever direction they think we should be going in and whatever creates the most division that's where they dial it up that's where they turn up that heat so i mean because it's not it's not only yeah because you know i mean it's not only what you're describing right like because this you're talking about it through the lens of, you know, you're, you're, you're highlighting what you describe as toxic feminism. Um, there's other people who always push that theory out that, you know, there's, you know, it's pushing us towards this global globalization, you know, whatever to the global society, all that stuff at the end of the day. Right. Um, I don't think that's ever possible because we're just too different 
the world's just full of too many different types of people and cultures still, right? Like there's never right. going to be this one homogenized thing where everyone just holds hands and gets along. And all. that's just not how people are designed. We're, we're still tribal at the very end or at the very core of us, right? No matter what we are, we're still tribal, right? You, if you, if, if people, and this is what I've always said Ed, in the United States, I still think most of the problems that we try to address or say as a society, we need to address, we create them. They're created. Right. We, sure. we, we are living in the easiest times of all human existence. Right. And most mm-hmm. of the problems that we have, we create out of a need for I don't know if we need to have conflict or if we need to be I, divisive I or right. But if America, the average American who thinks this way or lives this insulated academia world in view, they would just get on a plane you know, maybe go to some of these parts of the world that they think are so much better than the United States or, you know, are more enlightened. Sure. I would challenge you to spend maybe just, just a week behind the curtain, right? Don't get out, don't, don't get out in front of the curtain, right? Where it's like, oh, look, this is what everyone wants you to see. No. And, and I get it. You know, there's some, there's some spots in America that some people would be, you know, a little surprised to see this. That's I'll, I'll be fair on that. Right. But let's stop trying to act as if every other country in this on this earth, what, is there 180 other ones not named the United States of America, have somehow got it better or are doing things right? Because that's just not right. factual. It's not. I, I've been to 49 states and 37 countries. Damn. And I... I tell a lot of different stories about the different places that I've been, most of them about how I got in trouble and did shit that I wasn't supposed to do. <laughs> As you should. But <laughs> um, some of the stories that I like I've seen when we talk about like oppression and poverty and and any of that type of stuff, we many people who are talking about it and discussing it are looking at it from a lens of so much comfort on their right. cell phones in their heated homes with their indoor plumbing. And they have zero concept of what life really looks like outside of themselves. Right. And, um, you know, I, I think my, my railing against feminism specifically in that article, I think I, I had seen something that provoked it. Um, I'd seen somebody talk about toxic masculinity. I'm like, well, what does that really even mean? Right. So I just go type in Google toxic masculinity. (laughs) Those 10 things are the 10 like things that come up as Ah. the definition of what that is. Hmm. So I decided to then go in contrast to that and go find every single one of those examples that females have done. (laughs) And, and so the, the idea that it's only men that are toxic is absolutely asinine. And I would argue now at this point that women are more toxic than men, men just kind of, they'll just look at you like you're fucking crazy. And then they'll walk right. away. And I think that's what you were talking about. How like you can say that, but like, you kind of talked about like the, <laughs> the, the birth of the Karen meme, right? Like that's yeah. what you're describing is people who a, there is a, a whole of- breed of fucking females that have come out of this entire situation that frankly, just really need to disappear. Not like dead, just like, <laughs> Yeah, uh, cuz that is funny. It really is funny how like that the Karen thing is everybody knows a Karen. Whether yes. it's a meme, whether it's not or whether it's just a story you hear except for the people who are Karens. They don't know that they are one. Yeah, that is true. They're complete they lack total self-awareness. 
it's i'm trying to find <laughs> god there's this great story like i can't remember the name like what's that neighborhood app where people just kind of they discuss like glass about, door no nah, next yeah, door. Some, yeah next door so there's something like that. and some girl is that what it is or is that the porn site? i think no it, like, I, I don't it could even be know. both yeah it could be both um <laughs> next door sounds fine let's go with next door <laughs> But Maddie was looking on it and I guess she follows it from one of her old neighborhoods in, in, in Napa. And there was a lady named Karen who wrote about, we need to stop referring to women who do these things as Karens because it's offensive as Karen. to actual Karens. <laughs> and both of us were like, does she realize that she literally does is she epitomizing she's, the Karen? she's doing the Karen right now by saying exactly that? Yeah. Um, the cats have decided to have a wrestling match in front of, whatever, you know, they're very disrespectful whatever. and rude. I, I'm, you know, I'm just going to wrestle one of them. And when they go to eat in the morning. Uh, so, <laughs> but there was another thing you've mentioned in there that I kind of wanted to hit on before we move over to the, uh, the Ann Coulter thing. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> As your yeah. eyes get real big. Yeah. Using power over women, weaker men and marginalized groups, trying to appear tough. Suppressing emotions is toxically masculine, apparently. I don't know. Um, now some of these things you do point out, because you do point out, you know, there are some pluses and minuses to these, but the trying to appear tough thing, like that to me is what's really kind of, I don't even think there's such a thing as trying to appear tough. You either are a tough person, whether it's- Either you are or you are not. You're not, yeah. right? And it doesn't have to necessarily do with your your outward appearance or how you treat other people. I think- I think it's mental fortitude. Yeah, but you know what? At the end of the day, like what we're talking about, I don't know if it's just something that's just, you know, rooted in our DNA to where, again, I go back to the tribal thing and, at the, and we, when we break it down one step further, you know, humans are animals, right? We're just really smart. Right. We know how to build shit and ruin shit. Right. And we can make bourbon, which is amazing, right? <laughs> Alchemy at its finest. Um, sure. But at the end of the day, like, you know what? If I am out and I see someone, I can identify like that's a threat, not a threat, right? Is that looking tough or is that just something that's coded in our DNA? Because I think people who go out of their way to try to look tough, usually they're not. It's a smokescreen, right? It's a defense mechanism for yeah. something that they probably are. They're, they're, you know, they're projecting something that they lack, right? You never really sure. see like probably the, the, the two toughest men in my life that I know are my dad and my brother. And, you know, my brother, of course, you know, we're still of similar age. So no, I can't. My dad's 72. I'm still worried if I could take the dude or not. And I've got like six inches and 40 pounds on him. I still think he would <laughs> fuck me up. Right. So can I pay two- when that fight happens? <laughs> But they never like, especially my brother, like he's a, he's a trained mixed martial artist, but you would never know that if you, they don't go out of their way to try to act tough or they don't try to belittle people. They don't try to bully anyone. Or, so that's why when I read something like that, I'm like, what does that even mean? Act tough. Right. Or, no, tough people don't act tough. They just are. And they don't have to right. go out of their way to tell them. I think people either through getting to know them or just being around them, you kind of pick up or perceive that vibe and you can understand it. Whereas if someone, right. we talk about acting fake, right? Fake people. It's the same thing. You know, if someone's a fuck it, there's an actual term, fake tough guy. Like there's terms for that. Now, I don't know if there's a fake really? toxic feminine, a fake tough guy. Oh yeah, absolutely. And at least really? in male circles. Yeah. Like, oh yeah, we huh. would describe dudes that you know, aren't fucking tough. That's a fake tough guy. All right. 
Yeah, I mean that's that's a real thing. I See? didn't know that. I, well, I didn't you know. I believe you. I I fully hey, believe look, you. I just didn't people know come onto this podcast to learn things, Heather. And yeah, I you are sitting in the chair. I am prepared. I am taking. I'm ready to take. <laughs> are you? Notes. Ta- I don't I've see you writing this down. Paper out. Write this shit. I, down. Yeah, see, fake tough I, guy I'm, is definitely a thing. Right here. Right. <laughs> and it's be- I, it's definitely big in the the mixed martial arts circle. Like there's a lot of people because you know, I think a lot of people go think that. Just because someone is uh, a, a mixed martial artist or a UFC fighter, for those who don't know what that is, they just assume like, oh, those are just guys who always go out looking for fights. No, it's an art. They are trained in an art form. Right. It doesn't mean that they want to go out and just fight everybody to show how tough they are. They fight people all the time. Right. Yeah. right. They're Actually, exhibiting. If I were to make an argument, I would think that those people are the least likely to want to go get into fights with people. Like they're the people who... Uh, most of a defense thing. there are no? there are some meatheads yeah. right there's still there's still that guy right and there there are some right. dudes who are just generally really cool and down most of them really are they but there are some fucking idiots okay. uh, and i get it like there has to be an outlet for the idiot in society to find some way to support himself and some of them just happen to be good at sure. fighting right yeah okay I don't know what that person would do 400 years ago when that wasn't an option for like you know you can make a living by fighting but i'm glad it's an option now but but yeah so that that's one of those things that I, I just don't get. And I think it's, it's kind of, it ties back into the fake thing because I think women deal with this a lot where, you know, I think the thing that women deal with is women who go out of their way to be nice to each other when they don't really like each other type of thing. Right. Does that make sense? Is that, yeah. that's oh, a yeah, thing, yeah. right? That's a thing. That is definitely a thing. Yeah. And I don't know you what that's called. You have a called. fiance. I'm sure she's disclosed. God, I can't stand her. And then she was like nice to her. Right. Okay, don't don't confirm because then you'll get in trouble. Yeah, I, I cannot. I can neither confirm nor de- nor deny. <laughs> but I know okay, those women exist. I can exist. tell you that that has for sure <laughs> happened. Where I've been like, "Hey, what's going on?" And then behind closed doors, I'm like, "God, I can't stand her." <laughs> no, don't get me wrong. I do that. There, there's mom. That happens all the time. You're a gymnastics mom. Oh, that's mm-hmm. got to be the worst. Is that is that worse than cheerleading mom? It's fucking brutal. It's is so it? bad. Is it's it? so terrible. Yeah. Well, I think the thing, cause I mean, there's a, there's a segment of that with like, with dudes as well, when it comes to sports parents. And this is why, I mean, I grew up where, so I played little league obviously, and then baseball into whatever it's, it's well known at this point, but you got to start somewhere in little league. Right. And I never, my, my parents were always there, but they weren't obnoxious. You know, my dad whistled right. and he had this really loud, very distinguished whistle. But like there came a point where I think he uses his tongue through his teeth, like the real Yeah, he's like he's a legit yeah. whistler. I don't know how and he, right. he he couldn't <laughs> teach my brother and I how to do that. I don't know. It's one of those things you either can do it or you can't, you know? Right. Um but I guess probably when I got to high school is I guess the next group of <laughs> the little leaguers were just kind of turned into like the you know, the dads fighting Softies. at the games type of thing. Yeah. And yeah, and, and yeah. I don't and that's still apparently a thing. Like these people take this shit way too serious, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, which I'm all for like, Hey, let's keep score. But at the end of the day, the fact that I think a lot of these, these parents who've turned it into like shouting matches and, you know, you're screaming at the coach for not playing your son and all. It's like, I think it's a weird right. way of parents who never really achieved trying to live. Like, yeah. Trying to live vicariously. Through you're like living through your kids. Yeah. yeah. It's like, Oh man, you never made it past, you know, the freshman team in high school. Huh? That sucks. Yeah. It, so it I would assume that's how it is with gymnastics moms. Um, yeah, it's, and it's, I would even argue, I mean, similar to like a wrestling or 
it's such an individual sport, but you're also functioning as a team when you're in competitions. Yeah. But you know, when you're in, I'm not going to get into all that. You don't want to hear about gymnastics. Oh, I do want to hear about this. I absolutely (laughs) do. I want to hear about, cause this is, this is, this is, this is a societal ill. Yeah, it really, it really is. is. It, whether it's gymnastics or it's it's dudes with little league or or the AAU circuit when it comes to f- basketball and baseball, like that's a fucking problem. Like these kids are growing up, not really having a childhood, and right. being thrown into this enormous pressure environment. And most of them are going to fucking fail, and they have no idea. Like they have no idea you're never going to make it. Never yeah. going to make and, it. Yeah. So my daughter is, she's nine. Right. She's a level three gymnast, not that you know or care what that means, but it sounds like higher than level sixth. two. <laughs> it is. <laughs> um, she finished sixth in the state last year. Oh, cool. That's awesome. And yeah, she's really good. She's incredibly talented. I'm super proud of her. Um, and, you know, they're nine. So it's important to, you know, let them go have fun. But at the same time, it, they're starting to get into those higher levels. So it's important to know you know, practices where you work and competitions where you have fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, there you go. Um, but one of the things that we really struggled with, and I'll go back two years ago, um, there was a parent who, um, she would take jabs at her own child towards me in mm. an effort to tear down my daughter's success. Ah, so she would be like, yeah, my daughter's on the reject team or, you know, like it was just like it, it, she would literally degrade her own child in an effort to make me feel bad because my daughter did. Because your well. kid's actually good. Yeah. Right. And so. So that's a whole nother level that, of mental gymnastics. Right the there. toxicity is just like insane. Like you're sitting there and then then you feel guilty for cheering your own child on, like right. for supporting them. <laughs> like you want to be like, yeah, OK, good job. You know, that's sorry. So- that really ties into, for you yeah, that ties into something. This else. mom's kid sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm trying to find it. I can't, I don't know if it's something I saw, if it was something on Twitter, if it was something else. I'm, and I don't even know if I'm going to find it now. I probably won't. So I'll have to come back to this at some point, but, um, but it's, it, it ties into we're, we're, we're projecting this level of unrealistic expectations onto the kids, right? The parents are doing that. It's not the kids. The kids have no concept right. of like, oh my God, I'm, I'm nine years old. I need, you know, they don't understand what any of that means unless they've learned it from you or another adult or coach, whatever. Right. Right. And my big thing, man, cause I, I've, I've felt victim to this. I've said this shit a fucking million times. I went to college, you know, on the baseball scholarship and I was like, this is all I'm going, I am here. And the next step, I'm going to be a fucking major league player. Right. And then we started playing for the first time. And I realized I just ain't that fucking good. You know, I was good enough to get here, but I didn't have a secondary plan. I didn't have a backup plan. You know, most, you know, you hear these stories all the time for pro athletes or, you know, musicians or artists. And they're like, I didn't have a backup plan. No, you're probably, you probably didn't. You just had the talent to realize the primary plan. But there's a lot of people who didn't have a backup plan and didn't have that talent. And then they had to figure some shit out, right? That's me. I had to figure some shit out. I've done okay. But a lot of people don't because they don't understand that at the end of the day, if you keep expecting and only knowing, like, just do this because this is going to happen, at some point you're going to fail. And if you don't know what that feels like and how to respond to it, you've got this weird level of 
expectation that you don't know how to react to. And then what do you do? And I think that's yeah. creating that a lot. I think I see this shit with sports all the well, time. We're, not, we're taking away the ability for children to learn coping mechanisms too. So I would argue kind of the opposite of what you're saying at this point. Um, we need to put kids through pressure. We need to give them the ability. Well, I'm not saying to... not to. No, no, no. I know. What I'm saying is they need to learn how to fail. They need to learn yeah. how to take no. They need to learn how to not be the best or not get an yeah. award or not. Because what's happening is they're going into adulthood, never having reached Right. You know, that person who says something like that to them and then they get into adulthood and they're like, what do you mean? I can't yeah. treat people like shit. That's how I've done it this whole time. Yeah. I should be able to keep doing that. You know, like, <laughs> what do you mean? I'm not going to get my way. Fuck that. Yeah. Let me throw a fit. Let me take my clothes off and stand in the street and scream bloody murder. <laughs> well, that used to be you used to learn that through sports. Like, that's where you used to learn that you used to learn how to interact with other people, different cultures, different, different backgrounds used to learn what it was like to lose and all. Now, like one of my, one of my guys in the office, his son just started playing baseball. They don't keep score. They just, you know, it's just like, Oh, what do you, mean they you don't just want to make sure they have a good time. No, it's not about having a good fuck. You know what? Kids aren't stupid. Like maybe they know we're not keeping score, but at the end of the day, I still remember very, very. They want to know who won. Like they're you know if you're if the other man. team's doing good. Like wow, that fucker keeps circling yeah. the goddamn bases. What is that? I mean, I feel like that's a good thing, <laughs> and we're not doing that. Like I don't, I, I don't know when that started. Like it had to be an. Er, I don't know. I really don't know because I grew up playing little league in the eighties, nineties. I don't know when it started to where like let's. Give everybody the trophy. Let's stop keeping score. We'll keep right. score when they get to high school. Like, no, why are we doing that? I don't even know yeah. why that is a thing. I don't know who would have who would have presented that. And then someone had the green light that like, yeah, that's a good idea. Let's not keep score in a sport, in a game. The only thing that I can think of, and I made this observation not too long ago. You, you kind of touched on it briefly about like throwing kids in at a young age for stuff like this, but so Ainsley has been doing gymnastics since she was three years old. Mm -hmm. And the problem is, you know, it, it's funny, like when we're at practice, I can watch my daughter who's only nine and she's out there doing insane shit, like all yeah. over the place. And there are girls who are twice her age in the gym doing half of what she's capable of doing just because they started so late. It's right. A sport right. Exactly. Yeah. You. You yeah, you start, start at birth yeah. or you're you don't get in it. Yeah. Uh, uh, and I it, like because of private type teams like AAU, yeah, um, you know, travel ball teams for baseball, that kind of stuff. If your parents don't have the money oh, to yeah. allow you you're and fucked. afford you the opportunity to do that, you're fucked when yep. you now the elementary school is starting to offer this so you <clears> can actually do it too. You're so far behind at that yeah. point that it makes it hard. So I think that's where they're like, well, we're starting to see this disparaging difference where some people can, can do this and can't. So we're just going to give everybody a trophy. It doesn't matter if you're any good or not. Yeah. No, I, but that's the same thing. Cause, and, and I, I do, this is one of the, the few regrets I have with my daughter. Cause I was deployed a lot through her years where she should have been doing some of this shit. Right. And so her mom just never got her into this stuff. And you know, she sent me a message the other day, like my daughter is a sophomore in high school now. And she's like, oh, do you think we should, you know, let Jazara try out for the softball team? I'm like, absolutely not. Absolutely yeah. fucking not. Like, 
a 50. No, you know what you are as a 15 year old in a sport. You can either play or you can't. These people right. are, you're going to, you're going to set her up for failure because a, she can't play. She'll sit right? the bench. She, yeah. she can't play. Like, I know she can't, I, she barely catch the fucking ball. Bless her heart. Right. But the kids that can play have been playing fucking softball. Like you just said, you know, five, six years right. old. That's when they started. They've been doing this shit for 10 years. I'm sorry. No coach is going to take the time to teach okay. a 15 year old who doesn't know how to do anything, how to do that at the expense of people who can't like it. That's sure. just a harsh reality of the fact, right? I get it. I'm yeah. sorry. I wish you could have trade or played the sport sooner, but you didn't find something else you can do. Cause this ain't it, but that yeah. goes with what you're saying, because th- it's true. Like, you know what we're, we've created all these other layers and levels of the, whether it's AAU or it's this competition or it's travel, this, this, and that, which is all created by adults. It, it's, <laughs> it's not like some 10 year old had formed sure. a union and was like, we, this is what we demand as you know, uh, the unified 10 year olds of America some fucking weird ass yeah. group of parents that started it. It right. was like, I want them to have more time on the field. Yeah. Because I yeah. mean, baseball was very much when I grew up, at least like we, there was baseball season. I played baseball. And then when I wasn't playing baseball, I swam. And when we weren't swimming, we did right. football. Like you had a season for everything and now it's <clears> everything's year round. That's not how it is yeah. anymore. No. Yeah. And you got Ainsley's, you got fucking- Ainsley's season starts she has competition season from november through march and then her like new team season starts in may so she gets april like off but they're still in the gym it is a year-round sport like she doesn't stop and And she's in the gym nine hours a week so is that because you know there is like there's some cumulative effect to that you know like i i don't i don't know i mean look I, I see gymnasts. It's, it's, it's a very fucking, very difficult sport, right? It's very, it is. It's, it's very, she just came off of a broken foot that I made her compete on for three weeks because I thought she was lying. Like I thought she was <laughs> dramatic. So I'm like, suck it up. Just go to practice. You're wow. going to be fine. That's just awesome. tape it. And then I take her to the op, the, whatever the pe- the orth, orthodox, orthopedic, the, what is the yeah, orthopedist. Yeah, thank you. The orthopedic you surgeon. And they do an x-ray. They're like, yep, her foot's broke. She's got a stress fracture. I'm like, fuck, mom of the year. Yeah, I was about to say, I'm here with mom of the year, Heather Schaus, um, (laughs) who has no regard. Well, no, I mean, I think that's a point we all do. Like, I've I've had to tell my daughter at some point, like, would you, you, no, you're not. I was about to say, yeah, right. You have a daughter. I'm sure you've dealt with the dramatics. Oh, It's not easy. Uh, And I've probably never believed anything she said about pain because it's just like, (laughs) Right. Cause I always hearken back to myself. Right. Okay. When I had that pain, could I do what she's doing or could I not? Right. Oh, right. You're lying. All right. So yeah, yeah. no. Um, but no, that's a, because I mean, you know, there's only one real outlet <laughs> or one natural progression, two progressions for gymnasts. She's either going to be an Olympian or she's going to get into CrossFit. Okay. <laughs> Every great female CrossFit athlete, was a gymnast first. Like it just sets them up for the success, right? Cause you already got the gymnastics you skills. It's really funny is my <laughs> best friend was a collegiate gymnast and she is now like this rock star CrossFit athlete. It's natural. She does, like Olympic lifting. Exactly. All that That's all and, like, she has just... to learn. CrossFit is oh, yeah. nothing more than Olympic lifting, the cardio <laughs> shit with you do rowing, whatever running, and then gymnastic skills, rings, handstand pushups, uh, handstand walks, Kids. all shit. They've, she's been yeah. doing since she was three. 
She's going to be fine. She just has to get strong with the late lifting part and then she'll be good to go. Right. It's a natural progression, <laughs> right? That's just all. That's the only, that's it. It's the only other option. There's no like, right. there's no professional CrossFit or gymnastics team. You either make the Olympics yeah. or you don't. Or you yep. go to college at least, right? There's big college programs. That's what I keep telling myself. This is like a down payment on college. Yeah, as long as you can get the college scholarship. And then if she doesn't, you could look back and be like, if we just would have saved all that money. No. <laughs> oh, don't talk about it. Don't even talk about it. Yeah. Don't speak <clears throat> it into the universe. I know. No, we're going to, she's going to the Olympics. She's going to be the opposite of Simone Biles. Oh, she, she's going to actually she compete. She got to meet Simone Biles. Oh, yeah. That's, uh, yeah. I think she, yeah. I think you posted something. Yeah. Like she that. got to go to the, I think it's called the tour, the gold, gold tour or something like that. But, um, her favorite gymnast though, is Morgan Hurd. So she got to see her there and that made her really happy. So who is Morgan Hurd? The only other she's one I know is gymnast? The, she's the only one I know that the only other gymnast besides Simone Biles, I know goes to what's well, the one that does all those crazy routines at UCLA. <coughs> oh yeah. Um, <coughs> well, excuse me. Need more Osaka, is that her name? I don't know. I just know she does cool shit. But anyway, <clears throat> yeah, what does the herd chick do? Um, she's I mean, she competed for the Olympics. She just missed the trials. She had a really bad injury. <coughs> Broken foot that her mom made her. Thank you, Eric. <laughs> <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> oh, that's very different when you go back and forth. Jeez. Hmm. I don't know. Which one do you I, like better? Uh, I'm not sure I like either of them, to be honest. Oh, that sucks. It does. I mean, I have a giant bar back here, so it's got a good, there's, there's real estate for it. But yeah, you can't drink everything you like or else you'll never have it. If that makes sense. I don't think that does make sense. <laughs> Whatever. Um, it's not bad. How it's many just ounces very, do you have now? I'm probably at like six and a half. Maybe, maybe yeah. seven. That's not very this is many. normal. My tolerance is entirely too high, mainly because of her, because she's in the wine. And so the wine business, it's rough on average men like myself, you know? Yeah, I, I am a fan of wine, so <clears throat> I would be friends with her. <clears throat> hey, you're more than welcome to come visit. All right. Yeah. Napa, come on out. Now, I know, I don't know how we got into what we were just talking about, but it's great. I'm glad we did. But the other thing. <laughs> I do this all the time, by the way, like I, I redirect conversations in 50 different directions. So it's fine. Tonight's all about you, whatever you want to talk about. No, I, don't say right. that. So there it is. So, Ann Coulter, I know she's a big favorite for a lot of people, but she's been doing a lot of stuff right for a long time, whether you like her or not. So yeah, most people just rant and rave about things like she does and aren't successful she actually makes money off it so hate the game yeah i mean don't hate the i actually really like ian coulter i don't know where i am with her at this point in my life like i've been following her for like 20 years almost yeah sometimes like i mean she has moments where i don't like her like she has bad takes but overall we all all do at some point you know, do you know um, Brian Sharp or Hotep Jesus is what he is on Twitter? I know the Hotep Jesus thing. Yeah, I mean, I, I, okay. I do follow him, but I don't, I don't interact enough to see any of his tweets ever. Never, they never right. pop up. Um, he wrote uh, like a pamphlet or booklet thing about it's called How to Dominate Twitter, and Ann Coulter and he 
saying <laughs> drinking beer, selling burping like 10,000 times. Don't have that problem with bourbon. Just saying. <laughs> no, but then I puke all night if I drink bourbon. Um, so the two of them have communicated on this a lot and they both do it really well where you never know, depending on what the take is, like what's actually going through their head. Like they'll do things just to instigate people. Jesse Kelly. And do what? That's Jesse Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> same exact thing. Same yeah. concept. Yeah. Um, so it's, I, I, I don't know. Like I, I never know like where she's really at or if she's just trying to fuck with people, but yeah. the repeal the 19th stuff. I actually like, wait, no, hold on. Don't say it yet. Hold on. Okay. I'm so sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. I know. I know. That so that's where you're going. Good. But before that, so on my old account and Colter used to follow me because I did a lot of political oh. shit before. Right. So she used to follow me. So but she did actually retweet me once. And that was fun because I don't know if you've ever been retweeted by someone with over a million followers, but <laughs> when you wake up the next day, there's, there's a lot going on in that that uh, that old, I had a uh, that tweet mentioned. this weekend that ended up with a thousand likes, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Oh, this is like, no, that's nothing. Then, yeah, that's crazy though. But that's just I, like me by myself. Yeah. Like that wasn't like I reach. I said something about this is why we have a death penalty, right? It was some brutal crime right. where some dude killed a bunch of kids or whatever, and she retweeted that. I must. I it wouldn't stop for like a week. Like I couldn't get That's through awesome. everything. Like I was in, that was the old account. I was like three years ago. But yeah, that was hilarious. All right. So Ann Coulter, that's what we're talking about. And she said this and it goes all the way back to a 2007 interview that she gave with the New York observer, uh, where she basically said, if we took away women's right to vote, we'd never have to worry about another Democrat president. And her, her logic behind it is that women see the government as their husbands. And so that came back to the forefront when she was recently speaking. I want to say, where was she at? Missouri State University, conservative group, doubled down on that. And then you came out in support of it. You, you, you agree? There, there, we should repeal the 19th Amendment, which for those who don't know, those who don't realize that there's a constitution that you should learn this about, the 19th Amendment is what, Heather? The right for women to vote. Passed in 1919 by which party? The Republican Party. Exactly. Remember, Republicans hate women, but they they passed that back in 1919. Amazing. All the civil rights movement actions, all of it, all passed by Republicans hate. who hate who hate all these people. Apparently, yeah. but anyway. All right. So yes, the 19th Amendment. But I digress. <laughs> Republicans are evil. They really are. They they hate everybody. Horrible fucking humans. They're absolutely evil people. No, the only thing the Republicans are guilty of is being worthless at this point. But anyway, yep. spineless, worthless. You know, there's right. only one Joe Kent. Vote Joe Kent for Congress, Washington District Three, State, yep. Washington State District Three. Anyway, all right. So the 19th Amendment, not a fan, huh? No. Well, okay. So let's be fair. I really, I, I'm super political, right? Like I have an entire yeah. fucking brand built around politics. Yeah. But I would be willing to forego my right to vote. If it meant none of those women got to vote either. Like ah. I would, it's like throwing myself on into the fire. And, but at the same time, like I voted for fucking Mitt Romney. I'm yeah, just I did as that bad too as once. the rest of them. Yeah. I did that too once. So I, I, I did vote I, for Obama the first time. It was just the second time I was over it. Cause I also, I was over McCain. Right. So I wasn't going to vote for him. No, there, it's yeah. just really like, <laughs> 
the garbage that we're being given to vote for is what's just despicable, but that's a conversation for another day. Um, I mean, it doesn't have to be another day. <laughs> we'll be here all night. All night. Um, well, it's only seven o'clock for me. It's you on oh, the other hand. It's true. Um, all right. I so won't come in till like ten o'clock in the morning. My boss will be like, "What the fuck?" I was like, "Sorry, I was drinking." Like, look, bro, I'm 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 a misogynist. Right? I'm a misogynist. Is, I come in when I want to come in. Okay, <laughs> write that down, sir. Okay, but so when you say you would give up your right to vote so that other the other ones wouldn't vote, the ones who which ones are we talking about? Um, irrational ones that voted for fucking Joe Biden. Like, I mean, who- there's a rash. There's plenty of irrational men who did the same thing. Yeah, that's true. Facts. Um, <clears throat> realistically, I and I discussed this pretty extensively in my space, but I I support like the original thought. I think that landowners should be the ones that are voting. Um, now, if you're a female and you own land, okay, go sis, be a boss, bitch, whatever. I don't yeah. care. Um, but I think that we've gotten into where we've um, we've given like celebrity status to politicians. Oh yeah, absolutely. and they're not; they're servants. And when you have people like Ilhan Omar, um, mm. call like yeah, <laughs> yeah. but when you have her saying things like she called Ted Cruz a Nazi sympathizer yeah. because He's he was the First Amendment, correct, <laughs> and so. That whole exchange for me was like, this is why women should not be in politics because we're emotional creatures. We don't respond logically to things or not often. I mean, sometimes we do, but um, I think that, I don't know. I, I just, if, if women didn't have the right to vote, Joe Biden wouldn't be president right now. And that's the pure and simple fact. Well, I also think if women didn't have the right to vote, then Trump wouldn't have been voted in either. So how do we win? Because I feel like Hillary Clinton turned off enough women in this country to where they voted for Trump because they didn't want her representing them as the first female president, which is totally justifiable. So you think, hold on, I want to make sure that I understand that (laughs) argument correctly. You think that if women didn't have the right to vote all men would have voted or more men would have voted for hillary clinton than they would have oh no that's different i'm just saying that because women were able to vote i think it's it's cemented the landslide that you know the trump presidency as far as election was right i I think it would have been a lot closer because i I think there's a lot of dudes that didn't like trump and don't there's plenty of men that don't like trump right most people at this point now don't like him yeah okay so can we talk about that for a second okay so this whole, like the, I, I think it was Jack Posobiec that tweeted out today where he was like, I always thought it was Posobiec. I don't know. Posobiec. Oh, I could be I completely no fucking butchering yeah. it. I don't know. I look at my last um, name. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but I, do you think he's going to run in 24? I hope not. Yeah, me too. I hope but, not. Like his tweet today, he was like, he's, he is going to run and he will win or something like that. I mean, what I've like read tea leaves on is that there there's, he's going to, but there has, he's waiting for something 
that he he's has waiting to, to see what 2022 looks like before he I think he's waiting for some 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 very specific things from a legal campaign, perspective yeah from a, that perspective before he can come out and do it now I think if he does he's only going to hurt whoever's going to run against him or we will end oppose. up with four years of Kamala Harris if Donald Trump runs again oh god yeah I think you're right but you know like I get it. He's in way better. He's still not that far off age wise from President Biden. But, you know, like we don't need to be in the position to where a president could be in this state. Like, yeah, I don't I, I'm, like, look, why, I'm, why aren't there more Joe Kent's running for president? Well, you know, I think Joe, that's his, you know, he, let's get him into Congress first. But I think that's a very natural progression for him. But, you know, I was like cool with the fact that Bill Clinton was 42 and, you know, W was what, 49 or 50. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Obama was 47 or whatever. Like, I'm cool with guys in their 40s and 50s and, you know, women too, even though Heather doesn't want you to vote. Um, <laughs> oh my God. Pickle's I, wife got online, like got on yeah. my space and ripped me a new asshole. Oh, did She's she? like, that's, that's not what you should do. <laughs> what? She's like, I should still be able to vote. Oh, um, did you tell her she's not, she shouldn't? No. Did you tell her to get back in the kitchen and make pickle a sandwich? No pickles. (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, I want pickle's wife to like me, not to hate me. Oh, so you're being inauthentic. Yes, I am. I'm being one of those bitches that's like, oh, I like Uh, you so much. You're (laughs) being fake. That's what you're being. Yep. That's what it is. <laughs> no, I mean, I don't know because I, I I can understand where you're coming from. And I think if if we if we took it back to the original founders, right? I don't think it would I don't even know if it would apply, right? Because it was what right. landowners and and because there's too many fucking people that live in fucking apartments in San Francisco and New York, right? I don't right. think that was a concept that we dealt with back in the t- Back when the constitution, right, but those people read, shouldn't right? be making decisions on the individuals who run the country and dictate country or even local politics who get to dictate how much I pay in property taxes. Yeah, no, I'm if a big fan. I think this is one of the biggest things, you know, Maddie and I disagree with. I think was one of our first, I think, disagreements was about the electoral college. We've never really revisited it because I don't think she wants to, and that's fine. I respect it, but yeah. <laughs> I love the electoral college yeah, because I, do I, I don't think someone like myself, now granted, I don't vote in the state of California, but if I did, I don't think I should be voting and my decisions impacting actual fucking district. farmers in this state. Yeah. Right. Cause I don't, I'm not a farmer. Yep. Right. Nor do I think, you know, I should have any sway over what someone like Braxton in how Idaho, whose entire primary source of living is, you know, breaking horses. I, what my vote shouldn't dictate his way of life. It shouldn't. Sure. Right. And I think our country's big enough to where we should focus on what actually impacts you at the local level. I would like to see states like more liberty minded states start implementing things like a version of the electoral college within their own state, write a state law that says that each district gets the same number of votes from like an electoral college for your own state so that what's out in rural Wisconsin gets the same as Milwaukee. Yeah. I would like to see something like that start to take place. We'll see. Then then you just, you delete all gerrymandering, I think at that point. Right. Okay. 
Someone's got to do it. All districts in all states are treated equally then at that point. Uh-oh. I just broke my computer. Oh, well. Um, yeah, like I, I, we have these ideas and these great concepts for liberty and all, and we, we always hear these wonderful campaign speeches or whoever the, the next up and coming whatever says stuff. You know, people who aren't Joe Kent. Incoming, whatever. Yeah, but they don't ever actually follow through. Like, this is my thing with the Tea Party. We go back to 2010. You know, this, the, the still, the, the three, the legacy of the Tea Party at this point is Ted Cruz. Uh, Marco Rubio. Yeah, Marco Rubio. And then what's the dude? Paul, Rand Paul. Rand right? Paul. Rand Paul's been, Rand Paul's done nothing but run poorly for president a few times, right? Marco Rubio has at least actually done some stuff in the state of Florida. I was there. I helped work with him a little bit, um, you know, but he's also same thing. He got caught up in the Trump shit and tried to play his game rather than just his own. He might've actually been the nominee right. if it wasn't for him trying to be Trump. Um, but still he's relegated to just, you know, putting out his tweets at this point. And then Ted Cruz, who's done nothing except lose as well. Right. right? You know, it, same thing. Try to play Trump's game rather than just be his own. Because, you know, Ted Cruz is probably the smartest guy in the room all the time, but he likes to remind people of that, which never goes across big, not on a national right. scale. And unfortunately, he just looks like a guy you want to punch. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, that's well, the problem in politics. Killer, so and he I does know. look like the Zodiac killer. All right, I didn't <laughs> want to say it. I'm glad you said it first. Right. So, yes, he does look like the Night Stalker. Okay. Wait, no. Zod- no. Same dude, right? Wait, is the Night Stalker the Zodiac Killer? No. No, that's yeah, they're different. But they did Which find out mean? who the Zodiac Killer was. I know they're all from fucking like the first murder took a place right down the street there in Lake Berryessa. Like, man, I am in serial killer haven, and I had no you idea until I moved out you here. You really are. Golden State Killer, God, all the fucking killers from like if you watch mine. Just north of you is the Green River Killer. I am I'm surrounded sure by Ted serial. Bundy was Oregon, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. The Pacific West, the whole Pacific Northwest is just because it's just so fucked. far away from thing. It, well, see, I also go back. I don't think serial killers like that. It couldn't happen today because we're just there's too much. There's too many too phones. There's too many cameras. Yeah, there's just too many. Just, there's too much. There's too many cameras everywhere. There, there's just too much. There's too much grid. You can't I would really say be like in it. the cities. Yeah, you're probably <clears throat> right. But outside of that, not. I mean, you could. Yeah, but I mean, you still have a, a, a you probably have a cell phone where you did at some point. You know, I mean, the, you, you have a you probably have Listen, whether, whether you meant to or killer, not. You, I, I watched Dexter. OK, Dexter just got found out by his son because someone posted a picture with him in it on Instagram. And that's how I see whether you want to be in there or not. Someone's going to have a picture of you somewhere and the fucking cloud's going to recognize it. And it's going to rain down your information somewhere. Okay. That's what the cloud does. It rains down your information. Listen, just telling you. No, if I was going to be a serial killer, there would be no cell phone. I would just, yeah, but you would have already like had one. my car and I would take you somewhere like completely. I, your car's probably registered. Like you, this isn't like the seventies where you could just fucking, you could have a car. You didn't have to have a fucking title around that shit. You could just figure out a way to steal a car. No one would know. <laughs> you can't steal a car today. You can't. People do it every Load day. Ja- yeah, and they get caught every day. Or they wreck uh, it because they know they're going to get caught. You can't just steal right. a car and be like, all right, that's my car now. Can't do it. You don't <clears> think so? How about you try? No, I don't <laughs> <think> crimes. <laughs> Let's I have a homework experience. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Let's have a homework assignment. <laughs> Operation steal a car. Go no, steal a car. <laughs> now maybe, like maybe. Okay, so you're talking about if you were serial in the middle of nowhere, who are you gonna kill? Something There's nobody else. Off. Like, if I you're in the middle of nowhere, like, you like can't. People. There's no one to kill. You're in the middle of nowhere. You have to go somewhere to kill them. And True. when you finally go to that place, someone's gonna see you on a camera somewhere, or your car is gonna come through a camera somewhere an intersection, a traffic cam, a toll. Okay. Booth. So you say that, but okay. Are you watching the Rittenhouse trial? Uh, I watched some of it. Did you Not see much. jump kick man? They don't even know who the fuck the dude is that smashed his face in, in the beginning of that altercation. He's still jump kick man is what he's identified as. So I think I could be a serial killer if I needed to. Yeah, but jump kick man's not a serial killer. No, but he wasn't identified, and there were tons of fucking cameras around that bitch. I don't know. I watched uh, some of the piece. I watched. Hold on. I watched some of that. Like this is camera seventy nine. Like how they piece it all together. This one, and they've you? got they've got arrows on this shit. I'm like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. How does anyone know what this is? <laughs> like, there's an arrow pointing down. And it's like this is this. Right. this. I'm like, based oh my on, god, no the drone sense. footage where it like, yeah, like comes up. Shit doesn't make and any it's sense. like I've watched it like twelve times. I still no, I'm never not have give- seen Kyle. I'm not going to give. Yeah, I have any other. I'm never going to give you Jump Kick Man either because Jump Kick Man <laughs> didn't fucking kill someone. No, he tried to, though. Yeah, but if you kill someone, that person's dead. And then there's going to be all these people attached More to that person who's dead. Wants okay. to know what happened. Fair, fair. Point. I don't, I don't, I'm just saying, I'm not saying a murder's committed every day. I got it. Right. But where do you live? Like, are you in a highly populated area? Yeah. I'm have you Napa. ever lived in the country? I have I, my parents do now in Bike Tennessee, country, but I haven't I mean, like rural, like where you yeah, have like a town, like a grocery store or whatever. Right. Yeah, that's where my parents live now. Yeah. But there's so, only so many people to kill and you can't kill them because they know you and they, someone knows them. So you can't no, kill those you become, people. You're a transplant. Why am I justifying like killing somebody? Because you're you? not good at it. Into- you're trying to I'm justify horrible. that. <laughs> you can't, I'm horrible you're not going to be a serial killer. Like, I would never be I'm talking you out killer. of becoming one. That's the, what I'm trying to do. You can't. No one can become a serial killer. Not in America. <laughs> uh, maybe still in like some third world countries, like in South America. I'm sure there's some shit going down. But like modern countries, especially in Europe and the Middle East, you can't get away with that shit. The only people that get away with anything, especially in the Middle East, are, are royalty. The people you know that are what's part getting of the- ready to happen, don't you? I'm getting ready to do mad no- amounts of research, and your Good. DMs are going to be full of nothing but serial killer shit that's going on today. And that's fine. No, you can't. There wouldn't be. There's none. There's Watch. no serial we'll killers see. right now. We'll see. And and I don't want to hear someone who's like, oh, there's been three murders unsolved. That's not a serial killer. I'm talking I'm talking Ted Bundy level shit where that dude killed okay. like 40 kids. Okay. That's never Let gonna see happen. What I can come up with. It's never gonna happen. Not until we inhabit the moon or Mars. Can you imagine the Deep first serial killer on Mars? It's gonna there's oh gonna God. be think about that. There will be the first serial killer in space one day. It's gonna happen. It may even happen in our lifetime. We're going to be like 90 and I'm going to be like, yo, we got to do a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Remember when we talked about this? Yo, they just killed like 17 people on Mars. They don't know who did it. I'm telling (laughs) you, but you can't do that shit right now. There couldn't. So it was the Night Stalker, right? Did you watch the the Richard Ramirez shit on Netflix last year? No. 
go back and watch that because this is a perfect example of how the shit was framed, right? You never, I never knew this. I knew who the Night Stalker was. I just thought he was some fucked up dude who killed women or killed a lot of people, right? There was this whole other part of him that fucking raped and killed little boys. They what? never put that out in the media because they didn't want to like freak out parents. Parents. So the only thing they ever published or pushed out into the media was him killing these adults or these because he killed wow. a lot of older people. Older. But there was this whole other side of him where he was like a child fucking rapist and killer as well. But that was never part of the whole Night Stalker Richard Ramirez shit. Where's the documentary at? It's on Netflix. Let me see what the fuck that thing's called. Let me dial up the old Netflix app because, you know, I watch Netflix. Look at me. Look, cardio. I'm taking notes. It's about time. Jesus. God, I know. <laughs> well, if you'd teach me something, I'd fucking take more. Well, notes. yeah. Night Stalker, the hunt for a, kill- a serial killer. I think. Yeah. Yeah. 2021. Yeah. It came out earlier this year. Yep. Watch that shit. And that's fucked up because I never knew half of the stuff that dude really did. All I knew was what was in like lore and the public space. That dude was fucked that's up. Interesting. When, that when, dude when could did not exist today. Where? When did he do that? Like when was he? Oh, uh, I think it was the 80s, 70s and 80s. 80s, I but I mean, you see that. But I mean, like-, like fucking Feinstein, Senator Feinstein, she was the mayor of San Francisco who blew the entire fucking S- investigation because he took this break and went into hiding and drove up to San Francisco and killed somebody up there. And she released all this stuff into the media that didn't, that no one knew at the time, which ruined the entire fucking case. It was crazy. But she was the mayor of San Francisco at the time. This is fucking nuts. Hey. You're going to watch this. Repeal the 19th. Women should not be in political. Wait, so wait, hold on. That's the other thing. So repealing the 19th, so women shouldn't be in politics either. No. No, shouldn't elect them. Nope. They can be the personal assistants of the men who are in Congress. (laughs) All right. So his attacks took place between 84 and 85. All this was in like, yeah, it was in like a year and a half. So it was like pre, pre. The 80s, 19 death sentences. Look at this shit. 13 counts of murder, five counts of attempted murder, 11 counts of sexual assault, 14 counts of burglary. Wow. In a year and a half. In a year and a half. Whoa. You couldn't do that. That's my point. There was no way someone like that could do all of that in a year and a half in 2021. Well, let's be real, Eric. We're much more concerned with people saying bad words on the internet. Than we are about catching serial killers and that is true. More too. That is true. So, I mean, there could be somebody out there, but they are not a priority. It depends if they use the right pronouns. Oh uh, yes, and if the State Department has had a holiday for them yet, <laughs> and if they have their own flag flying at an embassy right. somewhere around the yes. world. Yes, that would because that's important. All the embassies. Yeah, yep. that's important. It's all about yeah. the virtue signaling. You have to let people know you support them. Otherwise, how will they ever know? Well, only in this country. We don't virtue signal in the countries that don't actually support those types of things. Well, we did. We hung the flag in Afghanistan. We did not change (laughs) our uh, Twitter profiles for those countries, though. We made sure that those remained regular. We didn't do the pride, pride. I can't wait. I need to, I just can't like Heather, you give me about six months and then I can really unleash on certain things. I know 
I just, I'm sorry. oh my goodness. No, I, I want so bad because I don't understand it. I really don't. I don't understand it's how it's gotten to, to this point. Or where I, I don't want to like, I don't want to tread into places that you can't discuss be- for reasons that I understand. <laughs> I that know, you can't just, discuss them. Oh man. I can't have a wait, friend though. who is uh, currently working and I have to be careful what I say yeah. too, but he's currently working on bringing in Americans and SIVs from Afghanistan oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah. now. Yeah. And every, I don't know, probably two or three weeks. I'm like, Hey, you got all your people yet. So you can say all the things that you need to say. He's like, Nope. <laughs> had a father that got taken away and murdered. Like I I'm still trying like it's and but we had intersectional awareness week. Like, <laughs> oh God. we're so insulated to what the rest of the fucking world deals with on a daily basis. You know, we just, we wake up, we open the internet and we find something to be offended by, you know, we don't wake up and be like, how am I going to survive today? Like, that's not or the how thought. How am I going to make the world better today? Yeah, we no, stopped that's asking not the that thought question either. too. Yeah. We don't do like, that. How am I going to make other people's days better? Nope. I just need to fire up the internet, find something to be offended by and start, you know, a, a fight with a, another person on the internet. Yeah. There's and no actual, sad. you know, I don't have to worry about where I'm going to, how I'm going to eat today or if I'm going to live walking down the street to fucking school or something. No, don't got to worry about that. I just need to make sure my internet connection's on, you know, and Uber eats delivers to the right hotel or the right, you know, apartment, which is a big problem in mine, by the way, I, constantly have to walk across the street it is so inconvenient heather oh my god it's so <laughs> terrible it really is it's so like like bro but, that's built in 794 that's not where i live the pizza place stopped <laughs> delivering to my house about four years ago and it was really oh, sad for me terrible. because it became too far away to be cost effective so mm. i now have to actually physically go get my pizza when Ooh. i order it and that's just tragic I actually want pizza right now. Fucking I know. I'm like, uh, what do I have? That's the problem. That's my only issue with bourbon is it really, really, really makes me hungry. Really? Yep. Just Delta. No other alcohol makes me hungry. Like wine doesn't make me hungry. Beer doesn't make me hungry. Bourbon. I will kill a horse and eat it. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. It's weird. It is weird. And it's, Mondays when I do this are <laughs> good, <laughs> but it's actually good right now because I don't know what I could really, I don't think there's anything in here for me too crazy that I could kill. Well, like, you've got your phone right in front of you. I you know. know I don't want to do it. Just- no, I got, I got a lot of protein in the fridge. I'll just, you know, that's see, you know, you can't really overeat protein, right? If I just eat a bunch of cheese and meat. I mean, if you have kidney problems, you can, but I don't, I told you I'm as healthy as a 25 year old. Healthy. Yeah. But wait, how old are you really? Can I ask you that question? Yeah, 40. I'll be 41 oh. next month. Are you really? Yep. Okay, you look way younger month. than that. But when you were talking about how old your daughter was, I was like, holy fuck. Oh, yeah, man. she's old like, as fuck too. She'll be 16 next month. That's crazy. 16. And she's a good kid, the opposite of me when I was a 16 year old. I keep waiting. I like, I I'm just like, can I get one phone call that hey dad, I'm in trouble? And like <laughs> nothing. Nothing. You want me comes. to tell you like the funniest, like, hey dad, I'm in trouble story? What? So I was in college and <laughs> I went to this off-campus party and I was so wasted and, or not so wasted. I'd had like a beer and a half, but for like my age, I was pretty <laughs> wasted. 
<laughs> so my tolerance wasn't very high back then. Yeah. So I'm standing in line with another beer waiting to go to the bathroom and cops walk in from like both sides of the house that I was in. I was at this like off-campus party. And when they walked in, um, they started like this assembly line process. So one woman was taking um, IDs. The next guy was giving breathalyzers. And then wow, the last guy efficient. was issuing tickets. Right. That's not yeah. bad for oh, the yeah. government. That's pretty efficient for yeah, the government. It's pretty good. good. Um, Done that before. And so, and then one cop was like watching to make sure nobody like left or did anything like that. You don't want to so, do that. So I'm sitting like Indian style on the. That's offensive. Um, cool you table. can't say that. You can hold on. Indian style. Oh shit! Can I not say that? Can I what? say that? This is 2021. You just offended the entire Native American oh, population man. in the United States. Okay, cross-legged. I, I Thank you. Edited out. Holy fuck, Heather. God, I'm Jesus. such a whore. Okay. Yeah, what a. What Do a not bitch, follow man. Heather on Twitter at shouse 34 Don't follow me. I'm a horrible human. <laughs> um, I. <laughs> Going on for ounce number eight, Curtis, if you're made it this far and are concerned. I was going to get a beer, actually. but hmm. um, Why don't you get a beer? Because you don't even like what you're drinking. You're right. That's a good point. I'll, give this, I'll just donate this to my brother when I get down there. Um, yeah, keep going. I'm going to walk over here to the fridge real quick. No, you're fine. I can hear so, you. Um, I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm panicking, freaking out. And I know that regardless of what happens in this encounter, I'd had alcohol. I was going to blow hot, right? Like whatever percentage I was drinking. And so I'm like, fuck. So I look at the cop and I'm like, so no matter what I blow, I'm going to get a ticket, right? Because I'm under 21. And he goes, yep. And I was like, fuck. And he goes, have you already given her your driver's license? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, Oh, I was going to let you roll out the window with those guys. And there's guys like rolling out the window, like backwards, <laughs> like they're sitting on the windowsill and they're rolling backwards. And I was like, son of a bitch. <laughs> so I, I went through the whole process. I blew a 0.04 is what I blew. Ooh, so and so I will not, I was not 21. So no, I was not. <laughs> so I am walking home and I call my dad and I'm like, dad, I blew a point. And at this point, I have no fucking clue what 0.04 means. I'm like, I blew a 0.04. And he goes, Oh my God, you're so drunk. (laughs) He's joking, (laughs) like making me feel fucking terrible. And I'm like, what's going to happen? Well, then I, so he, he gave me such a fucking hard time for it. Um, so then my best friend's dad is an attorney. And he defended me in court and got it sponged <laughs> and all that stuff. I know. Right. <laughs> so, um, I had to go to this like deferral program for like oh wayward God. kids who are doing waste things. Of time. My God. We, no, we are it not was a serious great. Country. Let, listen to me. Yeah. Let me guess. You got Don't drunk wanna... for real every night. <laughs> no, listen, listen. So I couldn't make it to like the normal, like, because my class time interfered with when they had the little like <laughs> session or whatever. So I had to go with like 
hardened fucking criminals that go in here <laughs> and do awesome. this like it was so like they're like yeah i fucking stabbed this guy and i snorted this coke and it's like all of these horrible <laughs> fucking things and they get to me to tell my story and i'm like i had a beer yeah, and a half to an off-campus party and had a couple beers <laughs> it was so fucking bad my dad oh, my god. oh god he loved it he thought it was the greatest thing ever that i had to go sit through these fucking meetings that's hilarious. So uh, real quick. So the first time ever, there will be beer on There Will Be Bourbon, a little Amstel Light. <laughs> you know the great thing about Amstel Light? Tell me. Uh, it's only three and a half percent alcohol. So you can drink like 40 of these. It doesn't bother you. So this on the way 5. to the- 5.5%. Yeah, a little stronger, right? So, I mean, it's European, right? This is from Amsterdam. That beer is usually not very strong unless you get into that Belgian shit. But all these old school lagers, they're, they're super, you know- this is probably very close to actually original lager, though, when it comes to an alcohol content. It's only three and a half percent. Like that stuff back in the day was like two percent, barely. Yeah. Yeah, very weak. But one of the funny things I remember, <laughs> my brother got me this History of the United States DVD set years ago, and one of the funny things was is like they're talking about the founders in the United States and how they, for the most part, they were all drunk when they did everything. Right. Because, yeah. You know, the, the only way thing they could drink was beer. But they didn't realize that in order to make beer, they had to, you know pasteurize the water in order to make the beer right which if they would have just stopped there they would have had water to drink right (laughs) so yeah they so uh yeah you're welcome united states of america because without beer you don't exist okay so write that shit down write that down heather i know you got notes over there i got it i got it Um, yeah but you know this one's not even that old 1870 that's not that old but this stuff's good. So if you're ever in San Francisco, right, and you get up, say you take the ferry in or you take one of the trains in, if you come out around the Folsom Street, I think it's no Fulton Street. Yeah. And if you're on the water side, you'll come past two places. One's called the High Dive, right? And they have a little walk up window that you can just grab a beer and keep walking with. But they always have Amstel Light there for like. So wait, you guys can walk around with beer in your hand? Uh, it's kind of like an unwritten thing you can like in San Francisco during a game because who cares, right? Okay. You're walking to the game. So even along the way, as you're walking, there's random dudes just selling beers and shit anyway. I mean, San Francisco awesome. doesn't really enforce the law anymore and with a lot of stupid right. shit, which I'm actually kind of for. Like, who gives a fuck if I'm walking to a baseball stadium with a beer in my hand? I'm going into the stadium. I'm going to drink more, right? Right. You know, it, it doesn't really, it's not really enforced. Um, yeah, it's just not really enforced. But it's a cool place, a little dive bar right on the water. It's pretty awesome. Uh, but I always get an Amstel light there before I go. And then I usually will stop two more times and get a little $5 Modelo or whatever from one of the little vendors before I go into the stadium. Because once I get into the stadium, then all my beer is like $14 a month. Right, yeah. It's fucking stupid. It's or if I want a double shot of bourbon, right, because I'll go, there's – if I'm in the sweet lounge, like there's a bar that has the barrel strength bourbon bullet barrel strength bullet bourbon, which I really love. It's really good, but it's $32 for a double. It's a lot of money for thank you. A shot. Yeah. A double. A double shot. Even <laughs> a double shot. So yeah, $16 a shot, right? So, you know, I can get my little 24 ounce beer for 15 or a double shot for 32. Whatever. But, okay. So. I guess like the economics of that, if you took four double shots, two $128. Wait, four double shots would be $128. So it would be two, which would be 
four shots, you'd have right. And then how much is a beer? I think the cheapest is like 14. Okay. So, but the beers are all like 16 ounces and up. Oh, so you can get like a 24 ounce or 22. You probably get a good buzz off of the beer. Oh yeah. The beer's fine. Don't get me wrong. It's just, there's times when I don't want to drink beer. Like I've done 50, some 60 podcasts and I've never had a beer until tonight. So that's my point. This isn't there will be beer. This is there will be. What's that say back there? Technically, what's that it's say? It's TWBB. So ah, technically, beer could, beer could be, be included in that. There will be uh, barley wine. There. <laughs> Have you ever had barley wine? <laughs> I haven't. What? That's just so good. It's really strong. It's potent, but it's very good. It's like drinking. A, imagine like beer, but like almost a beer, like but a sweet, wine flavor, like a sweet, yeah. cel- sweet cereal flavory beer thingy. I could probably get down for that. Yeah. Barley wine's pretty good. Usually. I mean, you're in Indiana. There's gotta be a craft brewery around you. I'm sure they sell barley wine. Oh, they're fucking everywhere, but I've never heard of that before. Well, um, again, take notes. Cause you're in the chair of enlightenment. I told you that I am. I know. I learned I, things I've got on my this. phone right here. I've got okay. notes pulled up. Good. Barley wine. Write it down. Barley wine. Can't believe I've learned so much on this one podcast. I mean, I just might shut mine down because I educate (laughs) people nearly as much as Uh, you do. Yeah, you know, I could understand that. I get that a lot. You know, (laughs) you're well. No, Braxton, he's been on a few times, but it was before he had a podcast himself. I was gonna say you might be the only person with a podcast who's ever came on. Really? I think. Besides him, yeah, that's cool. But it was before Braxton came on twice. Once he made me delete because I think he wanted to present a more wholesome image or something. I don't know. Um, yeah, I should ask him we, about that because I still have the original. I still have it. I just had to take yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, you should give it to him for him to. Okay, so like real quick plug for Braxton from both I Eric and I plug him every fucking episode, so it's fine. Yeah. So um, <laughs> anybody who's watching, like, it's really important that you go Especially and subscribe point. to Braxton's bunkhouse. Oh yeah, the bunkhouse. The good old bunkhouse. Have you subscribed you, yet? Have I? I? I don't think yeah. I need to subscribe. I have access to him every day anyway. Yeah, but subscribing helps the cause. Like the first of all, Braxton hasn't subscribed to me. Not that you can subscribe <laughs> to me. I think he follows me though. <laughs> but no, he's got some cool ass options on there. It's just it's not it's not in the budget right now. You know, I mean, I will push That's it, and pedal it all, but you know, I don't. I can't give him a thousand dollars a year to hang out with him. I can go do that shit for free. It's ten dollars a month is the lowest subscription. Oh, that's the lowest. Who wants the lowest subscription? You know how subscriptions are set up. They're designed I to make you go up the next level. Look, Braxton knows I love him and support him. He's not getting a thousand dollars of my money though. Hold on, let's go to the bunkhouse. Just... Let me look this up. Yeah, pull it up. Okay, so the website is bunkhouse.braxtonmccoy.com. For those of you that are listening. Yep. Oh, look, got it in my saves. What's up? Oh, looky there. Yeah. But that. you don't subscribe. I hope he watches this. He doesn't watch this. He listens for like a minute. Yeah. Look, $100, That's the annual. Look at the monthly. Yeah. Well, that's poor advertising on his part because he, he should make it say $8.99 a month then instead of $100 a year. Because everyone Look naturally the sees the number. 
right? They see hundred. Yes. Oh my God. If it says eight ninety nine a month, you'd be like, oh, that ain't that bad. You see a hundred dollars a year. You're like, what the fuck? A hundred dollars. Fuck man. You know how many bottles of bourbon I can get for that? Well, shit, not much these days since everything's so goddamn marked up, but no, no, I <laughs> look, I pimp Braxton everywhere I go. Do you know how many books I've sold for that man? You know, you remember when you were I'm in just school? Giving you a hard time. You remember when you were in school and you had to go sell like candy or some shit? For, for, <laughs> that's what I feel like I am for Braxton. You candy know what I mean? Like I, I write, I go door to door. Girl like, Scout, you're a Girl Scout, Girl the Glass Factory, and help support my friend Braxton McCoy at braxtonmccoy.com. That's what I feel like. Okay, that's what I feel like. You know. So I'll bring this up in the group chat tomorrow and, you know, hopefully Braxton will give me a, a thanks pard, you know, something like that, whatever he does. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Uh, no, but, but anyway, really if you're seriously. out there, bunkhouse.com, wait, bunkhouse.braxtonmccoy.com. Yes. Yeah. Get out com. there and, and uh, subscribe to that shit because Braxton does some cool shit where he's, he's got veterans, he's got subscribe, whatever it is, whatever tier you subscribe at, you get an opportunity to go up there and hang with the man and uh, do some cool shit with them, learn how to be a survivalist or a cowboy or something. Yeah, like there's hunts, there's live events. Braxton used to be a comedian, so I think he's going to bring some Yeah, but he's the, you know the problem with the fact that he, he used to be a comedian? It means he's not funny. He is funny, though. No, he's not. I know he's not going to hear this, but if he does... Braxton, you just, you know, the reason you're, you were a comedian is because you're just not that funny, which is fine. Cause you know what he'll do? Like, he'll be like, yeah, Eric, you were a rapper and you're not anymore. And I'll be like, you're wait, right. You were a rapper. I've, this is, this has been posted enough. I didn't know that. Oh yeah. Albums like and everything. Marky Mark and the funky bunch because you oh, we were like way funkier. We were way funkier. Really? Way funkier. Do, do you, you have, have like you, some of you your have, old tunes? Do you have Apple music? No. Oh, do you have Spotify? I have Android is on Spotify. Yeah. Yeah, it should be. Go on Spotify. Let's look this up. <laughs> oh my! Pretty God, sure it's I'm on Spotify. So excited right now. Oh, you shouldn't be. I mean, it's a it. it look, rap's dead. All right. It, this this was before rap died. <laughs> <laughs> Ask uh, app not to track. Yeah, please don't track me, app. Eric. How do you search? No, no, don't. No, you have to look up Ray Ocean. Yeah, there it is. Pops Ray. right up. Oh, Look at that. Four monthly listener. <laughs> Someone uploaded that shit. It's from 2005, the album. There it is. There he is. Look at that guy. Yep. Yeah, we talked Look about Look, everybody. Look at yeah, him. Yeah, there he is. There's Mr. Ray. O There's my buddy Priceless. Whatever. Yeah, no. Javi and I were just talking about this on the last one. Yeah. Really? Yeah, we did a lot. I watched your last one. Well, you have, to, you have to get to like the end. <laughs> <laughs> you have to get to the end. Like the last I half hour. Okay, I missed it. I'm sorry. I thought well, I, I did care. watch the whole thing. No, so yeah. No, we did a lot. Did a lot of stuff with the music and we had a good two-year window and then we both uh our significant others at the time got pregnant and we decided to be parents rather than chase a fleeting dream, which was about to pay off, but we refused a few deals because they they weren't right legally. Right. Yeah, and then, you know, at least we were responsible adults and we we're like, we should probably be parents. <laughs> and so that's what we did, but we did an album, you know, sold a couple thousand copies, you know, did some stuff. With you guys still talk MTV to each too. other. Yeah. Talk to price all the time. 
uh did some stuff with the mtv dj slick his name was yeah yeah did a lot of local stuff eric i feel like i need to have you on my podcast so i can Say ask when. you all i come questions. around whenever i whenever you need me i'll be there okay awesome <laughs> yeah i'm very excited because yeah, I, I don't um, want to like I, I was always into music. So, I mean, I still play guitar, uh, not as much as I want. I, I get into it and then I get out of it and I get back into it. I'm about to go get another guitar, actually. I'm going to go do that this week. So I've always loved music, uh, all types of music. I can't stand hip hop and rap anymore, though. I feel like I said it died when we got out of it. What it is today is a, I, it's unrecognizable. It's totally different. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm a big fan of all music from like 80s, 90s of all genres. Because it was the best, especially you metal. listen to uh, what's his name, Tom McDonald. Do you ever listen no to some of his stuff? No, who is it? Really, that? Todd McDonald. Um, yeah, I, I'm afraid. Like, if I caught, I don't want to disrespect him because he's a really nice dude, but um, he is a recovering addict and he does all of his stuff independent, like, he refuses to. Okay, is he an Australian uh, actor? No. Oh, okay. Canadian Australian actor. It's Tom McDonald. M A C. Tom. I thought you said Todd. No, Tom. Tom McDonald had a farm. There he is. Um, oh, wow. That guy looks like a recovering addict. No offense, Tom. I'm just saying. No, right. So <laughs> he's got a lot going on here. But his, Jesus. his he's got wife, eyes on the back of his eyelids. Oh, I know those are dollar signs. He, his wife, nova does or nova rockefeller does all of his videos like she does all the editing and stuff they do everything self-production they have no label um they produce all of their albums everything they do it all independently that's cool but see that's another thing like that's something that's totally available to um musicians today right like i think so when luke and i were doing our thing like it was we we, we were just coming into like the internet era right uh-oh, my camera died. Can you hear me still? I can hear you. All right, let's try starting that video. Yeah. Um, like the internet, that's kind of how we found each other too. Like it was just from uh, the internet at the time. Um, but that was all really starting to come up. And like we were producing our own stuff, like with Adobe Audition and Cool Edit. Those are the programs at the time. Like So now I think it's it's totally where people can legit become stars from that. Like that wasn't really possible back then. There was a few people who kind of secured some record labels or deals for themselves, but nobody became a star from the internet back then. And now, I mean, that's, it's not it's even, a, yeah, it's not even a, it's, it's not even a story anymore. It's, it's, it's pretty right. very commonplace, which I think is cool because look, one of the things, it wasn't my major, but I did, a, I did a lot. I was totally into music. So like I did a lot of classes on the music industry when I was in college the first time <laughs> and that's a fucking fuck. Well, plus my own experience with it. Like that's a fucking shady industry, man. Like it really is. Like, right. you know, you want to talk about regulating shit. How about we regulate that? Cause that fucking thing is beyond corrupt. I don't even know what you would call that. Right. It's awful. Well, I think one of the prime, like most recent examples is like Taylor Swift where, mm-hmm. yeah. And I where- love the Swift and at least she's fortunate enough to still be super fucking wealthy and rich, but God damn, how fucked up is that? Yeah, they they've fucked her over on oh. her stuff. So, like, I think that it's a fair point, you know, to say you did none of the work, you had none of the effort, but you have the rights to everything it's, that she created. Oh I mean, and that's just her. Like that. Go, there's examples of that 
beyond before her. Like, look at the fucking Beatles. Right. Like, look at Jimmy Hendrix. Oh, like, yeah. there's all this. Sh- there's yeah, all the there's tons. Of, like, it's such a weird world, man. And like I said, like if we're gonna talk about regulation of stuff, like God, regulate that fucking industry because that thing is beyond corrupt. Right. So that was a thing, Heather. Like this was a legit conversation. We flew to Chicago, right? Like this was when we were on the verge of signing a deal, right? It was with Sony. So fuck you, Sony. Uh, but anyway, they offered us $75,000 for two albums between the two of us. And they owned 100% of whatever we made. What? So we wouldn't make any money from sales. We wouldn't make any money from anything. It was like, hey, here's your $75,000 advance for two albums. You know, this is like a jump off like to lead you to right. the next deal. And both of him, and Luke and I were at least, you know, we were at least smart enough to be like, mm-hmm. that doesn't yeah, sound I don't right. know, man. If you and, think it's yeah. worth enough oh, to God. pay. Yeah. Oh, come on. Yeah. So, you know, that was what we walked away from that. And then that's like kind of, that was kind of the end of it at the time. Cause well, I mean, you got to think in that scenario, they believe that they're going to at least make 75 grand off of you so that they make their money back. So yeah, but what's seventy five thousand dollars to a fucking company like Sony? Sony Music, right? Exactly. <laughs> you know I mean, like, yeah. yeah, you know, Sony's into so many. They got their hands in so many things, and they're all multi fucking, if not billion dollars, they're close. Billionaires, yeah. Yeah. You know. So yeah, no, I'm, but that's a perfect example. Like, yeah, whatever, whatever we come up with artistically, uh, you don't get to own it. It's not yours. Right. It's not really yours. <laughs> It's not your intellectual Crazy. property. Like that's the funniest word to me is intellectual property. It's like, yeah, but it's not yours. It's crazy. Can you imagine if like record labels or talent agencies and shit existed like this back, like in, you know, the Renaissance when people were actual artists, like when there was like legit art still out there. Fucking people- going up to Da Vinci and being like, <laughs> I see this Mona Lisa. Let me just go ahead and take this off your hands. Yeah. Anything you create from this point moving forward belongs to us. Yeah. Oh, that sounds like a good deal. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You're you're still a starving artist. I'm going to create this fucking helicopter thing. You can have that. Fucking Leonardo da Vinci. Like, yeah. Seems like, yeah. Actually, I don't think he'd fall for it. He was too smart. Think about like Ben Franklin. Think about all of the inventions that he had, right? Yeah. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Just take them all. Which yeah. they ended up See, doing anyway, but oh, yeah, but that's yeah, that was another story for another time. You know, Ben, he was definitely hammered back in the day. Yeah, that would have been a fun. T- well. See, I always talk about like, like, yeah, those things would be fun times, and then Maddie, you know, the the, the pragmatist is always like, yeah, because you're a guy, and I'm like, yeah, I guess you're right. Why? Well, I mean, women didn't have a lot of rights back then, Heather. Right? So right. <laughs> Well, yeah, life would have been great. Make food. Which is to make sandwiches. <laughs> when did the sandwich become like standard? You know, like <laughs> when who came up with the sandwich? I don't know. I don't know. You know what? You know what? I I mean, I know we've done like almost two hours of stuff we talked about, but when I post this tomorrow in the morning, it'll be like. Listen to us discuss the origin of the sandwich. That's it. Never mind the other two hours of shit. It's just going to be the origin of the sandwich. Because I don't know. That's a legit question. I don't know. Who was the first sandwich chain? How about that? I bet it was like first sandwich chain. Subway, maybe? I hope not, because they fucking suck. They do suck. Who's your favorite Let's subway? See. Who's your favorite sandwich chain? Penn Station. I've only seen that once, and I think I saw it in... Kentucky, actually. Oh my God, it's so good. I've never been. 
I've seen it, but I've never been. Um, hold on. I just, I think my favorite is, so honestly, I discovered it out here. It's a Bay area thing, but it's called Ike's. Okay. Ike's Ike's sandwich shop. I think it's called, it's really good. Beach Uh, Hut Deli is another one that's out here. It's amazing. They're the ones I said I posted a while back, but they, they put cream cheese logs on every one of their sandwiches. It's fucking incredible. Have you ever had that? So good. No. Yes. They put these little cream cheese logs on your sandwiches. There's it's I'd never seen that before. So I came out here and it's delicious. It's so good. And then also, I mean, this is one's pretty much everywhere, but Jersey Mike's is pretty fucking good. Uh, no, we have what? A Jersey Mike's. Okay. I don't love it that much. Like I like Penn Station because it's warm and it's like those perfect like French baguettes. Mm. Oh my God. It's so good. And then they use like provolone cheese. It's just, God, it's so great. My only problem um, okay, with so, warm bread is it tears your mouth up. Hold on. So the f- earliest recognizable form of a sandwich <clears throat> um, that is eaten during Jewish Passover, Hillel ah. the elder, a Jewish leader and rabbi who lived in Jerusalem. So long ass fucking time ago is the first sandwich. <laughs> so yeah, it was probably but a fucking wanted- euro, right? Where they shave the fucking meat. And it's probably one of those. Okay. So I can't, I don't Does like euros. What? They freak me the fuck out. No, How? like you have fucking lamb roll rotating around in this it's room meat. full of like flies and shit, and you're shaving oh, it off. Oh, that's fine. It's flies so are fine. Weird. It's good for you. No, it's it called that's how you build you. your immunity up. See, this is why we have a fucking shutdown because people like you, you won't eat your meat with flies on it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, you know, we'd have less pandemic shutdowns if there was people eating meat with fucking flies on it. I'm just saying your gut builds up tolerance and strength. Wait, hold on. So I just typed in Google first sandwich chain. Yep. And it says Subway. Oh, God. Place founded Bridgeport, Connecticut. What year? Hold on. I need to. I need to. Oh, wait, hold on. Let's go that on. can't be. That cannot be. Oh, the no, first. no, no, no. It's wrong. It's wrong. It's wrong. So it says, what is the oldest sub shop? And it says, as America's oldest submarine sandwich chain, Blimpy. Has Blimpy, that's up- right. I think I did read that somewhere once upon a time. Blimpy kind of is, I don't know. I think they just need some modernization because I've been to some Blimpies and I'm just like, yeah, nothing special. But it might have been special 50 years ago when they started it. You know, it's just not now. Um, that's, that's our results. So the first submarine sandwich was served in New London, Connecticut in 1926. Okay. It's a very regional thing too, because like you go to the Midwest, like, do they call them? Cause like they're hoagies from where we're from in New Jersey. Oh yeah. Right? There's stuff here. Yeah. And then in like Ohio and all they're called like grinders. Right. And then, so I don't know what the fuck they're called in Indiana where you live. I just said subs. So I'm looking at all these like why you gotta hate on Indiana so much. I'm not. They make really good bourbon actually at MGP. It just I wish they would just make their own instead of sourcing it to everybody. Are you familiar with MGP? Midwest grain. Midwest grain. Midwest grain producers. They're the largest distillery in America, and they don't make anything of their own. They make they mass produce bourbon and they sell it to other people who pick and choose barrels, ages, whatever, and slap a label on it and call it their own. But MGP is the source of all of it. They source most of your craft distilleries in America, they source. But there's a reason for it, right? So if you and I, Heather, were like, you know what? We're going to start a fucking distillery. Well, 
bourbon by law has to be a certain amount of years old, right? So we can't just start something tomorrow. But if we want to sell right. something tomorrow, we got to buy some stock. Well, guess who has it? MGP. Gotcha. So for however many years we decide to make our own while it's aging, we still have to sell something to pay the bills, right? Right. So we sell some MGP because this barrel tastes like how we want our stuff to taste. And then we finally get to that magic point where it's like we're tired, we're able to sell our own shit. Well, now we got to match the flavor profile of what we've been selling, right? And that's where the art comes in and that's where it gets fucking hard. And you know who's ran into that fucking problem? I, I would see probably you. No, not me. I, I, don't, I don't make my own shit yet. No, no. Widow Jane from New York, right? They've sourced from MGP. Uh, they started having their own stuff. Not good. Will it, right? Will it made some really good stuff and then they ran out of their supply and they started sourcing from MGP while their new stuff was aging. Fuck that up. Um, who's another one? Bullet. Bullet sourced from MGP for a while. Now they, they bought Actually, they lease a recipe from Four Roses, which is really weird, but it, their stuff's really good now. Um, but yeah, so like any of these craft distillers who are new, if they want to come to market with something immediately, you can't because like right. I said, you know, it has to, you have to age it for so many years for it to be at least a minimum of two years to call it a bourbon, right? That's a straight bourbon, right? Um, so yeah, for two years, you got to do something to sell something. So you source it from these massive producers like MGP. And there you go. And that's where it gets into tricky because you can buy like you and I, if we really wanted to, we could go to MGP and be like, we want a 15 year old bourbon. And they're like, all right, you sure you want to do that? Because 15 years is a long time, right? There's a lot of character right. and, and flavor development and profile in that. So we do it. And then after two years, we're like, all right, we're going to sell shouseinthehouse.com bourbon. And you've been pushing this 15-year-old product. And now all of a sudden you bring this two-year-old product to market and you're like, you're like hey, this is gross. Like, I'm never buying can, this again. This is awful. Right. Yeah. Because you've just right. you just screwed yourself because my camera went out again because whatever. Um, so, yeah, okay, no, that's kind of the art of the, the whole bourbon thing. Do you want to keep bad. talking or do you want to end it? Because I need to pee really bad. I've had four beers now. Yeah, that's I, I, fine. You know what? Because it's, uh, yeah, we're right around the two hour mark. Let's go ahead and end it. I know you got to pee. <laughs> that's fine. All right. This is Heather Schaus. You can find her on Twitter at Schaus34. You can go to her website and read her articles about toxic feminism, which is a thing. <laughs> Um, at shouseinthehouse.com. You can check out her podcast, which she may or may or have not informally invited me on. Um, I did formally invite you. You will totally formally invited. So that'll be my first official podcast. I did do something with Braxton when he was like trying out his new thing, but I right. never actually, I didn't make the cut apparently. I think it was just like giving him practice. <laughs> like, yeah, my producers really loved you, man. I'm like, oh, cool. And I've never seen it show up. <laughs> well, whatever. Love you, Braxton. But just saying, where's it at? Uh, so anyway, um, you can find that. Uh, she's going to go to the bathroom. We're going to sign off. Remember the stuff I had tonight that fueled this discussion was not very good, uh, but it was Basil Hayden's toast. It was the Sonoma <laughs> Distilling Company, Cherry Wood Smoked Bourbon Whiskey. And we did end up finishing the night off with a little Amstel Light. You can never go bad with this. All right. And if you are in San Francisco and you're on your way to the Giants game, please stop by the high dive. Stop in. Please don't tell them I sent you because they have no idea who the fuck I am. All right. Anyway, this is There Will Be Bourbon. We'll see you on Twitter. You can find me there at Eric TWBB. Heather, thanks for showing up. Enjoy the bathroom. Thank you, Eric. Have a good, good night. night.